0: Are we ready? Yeah. It's all good. You want to do the intro? Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to Drunk of
1: the Book Club. Is that right? Yeah. ready? Yeah. Let's do Hi, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Junk of the Book Club. A
0: podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Hey. Cheers. Do you have Cheers. a drink? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where are you drinking?
1: <laughs> all the leftovers I could find in my house, so... <laughs>
0: Some bullet bourbon and Coke. Nice, nice. Yes, I got a wine that came in a box. We bought a box of 15 wines for $85. Whoa. Which I think averages out to like $6 a bottle. Nice. They're not like good wines, but they're fine wines. (laughs) Yeah. How'd you get that? There's this website called Brad's Deals. Or I don't know if it's a website or like an email newsletter. Anyways, they like... They scour the web for, like, all of these deals, and then you get it, like, all aggregated. And so it was, like, $85 for 15 wines.
1: Cool.
0: So I'm going to be working through
1: that. Yeah. Anyways. We are reading Blood, Bones, and Butter. Yes. Or we finished reading it. Yes. The
0: Inadvertent Uh, Education of a Reluctant Chef. Yes. By Gabrielle Hamilton.
1: Yeah. So it's about a woman... Who uh, growing up kind of finds herself in the kitchen with her mother a lot,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: is a French woman who mm-hmm. loves food and loves cooking. Yeah. Um, and that kind of inspires her or motivates her, maybe unknowingly, to start mm-hmm. working in kitchens. Yeah. That leads to her eventual uh, career as a chef. Yes. Um, and it's kind of her learning about herself and the world. Through these
0: experiences. Yeah. Memoir.
1: Memoir. This
0: is our th- second memoir? Third, sort of. Because well, like, we had um, How to Be a Girl was fictional, oh, but it's right. very, it's like, like, similar. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Amy like, yes. Poehler. Yeah. 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 Cool.
1: Um, Yeah. So this book came recommended by a friend of ours.
0: Yes. Our friend Melina recommended this book, um, which I had never heard of before. No. Yeah. But I I think, like I had mentioned to you, I was like, oh, Melina suggested that we read a food memoir, and both of us were like, what's a food memoir? <laughs> I
1: was about to say that I would never read a food memoir before. What did
0: you think about the experience of reading a food memoir?
1: <laughs> I liked it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um because it makes everything relatable, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone has experiences with food, so yeah. And it's so not a way that I've ever looked at my life before. Yeah, like, I was thinking about it while reading it. Like, how does she remember all of these things? Like, what was served at this summer camp? What was yeah. served while she was in Italy? Like, I would not be able to remember. Yeah, what was served at all these different things? Even if I was the one cooking it. Um, so it's an interesting way to remember and view your life yeah um, I also as a vegetarian oh yeah had a hard time <laughs> with some of the descriptions of cooking and butchering yes meat
0: I definitely have like a few notes throughout, at, like, some of those points where she was describing, like, butchering these animals and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great that Olivia and I are reading this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The two vegetarians. Totally. I know. Especially the chicken. And she, like, can't get through its neck. I was just like, This is the one scene I wish was like a movie, so I could turn my eyes. I do
0: not want to read this. I know that was pretty rough, and it was also—I mean—that kind of connects to what you're saying, where she was, she's like telling her life story or like reflecting on the things that she's learned through the frame of, or like through the lens of food, because like what that, what that was really, I guess, about was like her reconnecting with her dad. But like all I could really focus on was like, ah, it's too gross. (laughs)
1: Yeah, could not handle that part
0: in that particular section.
1: <laughs> I was also eating guacamole during the Ooh. section where she compares the um the poop that she finds outside of her office. Oh,
0: with guacamole! <laughs> yes, I was like, no. That was totally disgusting. But I felt like that was a really good description because no. I was like viscerally disgusted by the idea of like. <gasps> this poop and like she walks into the kitchen and just like is overwhelmed with the smell and I was like oh gross I feel like I'm there.
1: Totally. It wasn't a description but it was like (laughs) my in mouth.
0: That's horrible. That's horrible. So what did what did you like? What did you dislike? What what did you think? Um
1: there wasn't a lot that I disliked. Mm -hmm. Um you know how I am with like Overly described <laughs> books. Yeah. <laughs> so there was parts where I was like, Ugh, I could do with like a little less. Yeah. Like, I'd like some space to use my imagination. Right, right, right. But again, because I've never really, I've never read a food novel or memoir, I've never um, thought of my life through, through this lens. Yeah. Um, it was helpful. So I didn't really mind it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a good read. I kind of wish that I actually was able to read it while I was traveling because I feel it would be a perfect book to just kind of, you know, lounge around and read and relax too.
0: Yeah, totally. I definitely, I'm going to brag in that while you were busy, busy, busy working, I am still on summer vacation and so, like, I definitely had quite a few afternoons, like, out, um, sitting and reading, and it, it's like a really fluid read, and so yeah. I felt like, ah, oh, this is, it's like a, like you mentioned, it's like a good, like, if you're traveling or if you have some time, yeah. sort of read to sit down, and it just kind of flies by, too. Totally, and
1: I thought, um, I feel like I mentioned this in, like, all of our episodes, but, like, this would be a great book to just kind of pick up for a little bit and put it down, like, mm-hmm. You know, come back to it. I would totally read another food memoir. Totally. To see if it's, like, similar to this one. Yeah. Um, or if she's just a good writer. I mean, she obviously...
0: Right. She has, has her MFA. for this, yeah. so... Well, um, I think, like, a lot of... If you look at, like, the front when it talks about the copyright information, and it says that, like, a few of the sections or, like, chapters were previously published in, like, magazines... Oh, in a yeah. slightly different form. So, yeah, I think that kind of speaks to what you're saying about, like, it's it's fairly easy to put down and pick up again. I yeah. think probably because, you know, you have these chapters and sections that kind of, like, altogether they have a very cohesive narrative, but also they are pretty complete in and of themselves, too. Yeah, totally. Which I liked.
1: I liked how it was broken up, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was halfway through... The bones
0: section.
1: Uh-huh. I was like, why is this broken up in blood, bones, butter? And then I thought about it for two more seconds. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes <laughs> <It> sense. <laughs> but, yeah, I liked the way it was set up. Once I kind of put that together also, I was like, oh, I like kind of reading each of these sections as their own pieces. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I... I, th- I thought that was smart how
0: it was broken up. So, wait, how did you take, like, the title on the sections of Blood, Bones, and Butter? Because I was thinking, like, blood is more about, like, her childhood and being young. Like, you know, like, family blood. Yeah. And then bones being sort of, like, the structure of her, like, chef life. Like, sort of being formed, maybe even without her recognizing it. And then butter being, like, that, like connection with as she was growing her like very unique family and trying to yeah. connect with her uh, mother and family-in-law
1: yeah totally that's how i thought of it too okay. of, like you said like the family blood also like kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty mm, of it yeah. um that basis part bones yeah. being the structure um and her also finding her own structure as a woman. And then totally. Butter also, that's just, like, the fact of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, adding the little flavors here and there. Like, okay, no, this is how this happened. This is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the more, like, flowery part of it. Yeah. And like,
0: like, like the good stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Although that part, I mean, I felt like was so fraught with, like, I mean, we, you finally get, like, a lot of detail. And yeah. it's, like... I mean, I feel like she ends the, the piece and it's kind of like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know where she stands and maybe I'm not supposed to know, but like, it just seems like that whole section is about her, like trying to figure out this challenge that is this marriage that she like literally stumbled into and this family that she like grew kind of on accident. And yeah. by the end, I'm like, what, what has been How has this been resolved? And maybe that's the point that, like, relationships are messy and marriage is, like, um, you know, can, and family building is not something that gets resolved. But as, like, a narrative end, I was kind of like, okay, so what am I supposed to take away?
1: I, yeah, I felt the same way. Um, Kind of go back. Was the section where she's on the panel about, like, women
0: and the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Was that in butter?
0: I think it was because she... Let me look.
1: No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. It was in
0: bones. Oh, okay.
1: Um, it's the last part of bones. Okay, okay. okay. Well, so then I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. But Yeah. Butter was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, like, even the last sentence was interesting to me. And I guess maybe it's just her going into another phase of her life. But Michelle calls from the from inside the house, "Mama." Right. And then we answer C.
0: Yeah.
1: But, okay. What does this mean? Like, what does this have to do with the rest? Yes, you're a mom now. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess it's her kind of identifying with this new chapter of her life. Finally. Yeah. But, I mean,
0: I really didn't really i I didn't know what to take away from that.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, her relationship with her husband is, it seems like it's imploding. It seems like she's done. She's not interested in it anymore, you know. But
1: then she has, like, sentences where she's like, and this is the man that is so good to me. Yeah. Or, this is the man that loves me. This is the man that I want, to do. I want to make it work. Right.
0: Well, did you? Did your copy come with the, um, the additional essay in the back?
1: It did. I actually didn't. Read that part.
0: Because I read that, and now I'm kind of, like, regretting that I read that because I'm mixing up the end of the Blood Bones and Butter with the end of that little additional essay part because you find out that they do divorce. And so it just seems like a really interesting... Like, it seems like initially the end with, like... With him calling Mama and them both saying, see, it sounds like it, it could be like, okay, everything has kind of reached stasis and, and people are, you know, comfortable in their roles. But then you find out if you read the essay that, like, that didn't actually happen. Yeah.
1: Huh. So That's
0: I interesting.
1: Know. I just, I didn't, I feel like, you know, it's a very interesting part of her life that mm-hmm. she is pretty much exclusively identified as lesbian the whole time, dated women the whole time. So he right. meets this man, has this huge romantic affair with him for yeah. years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Before they get married. Um, and then that marriage, they don't live together even, right? Right,
0: like, and for years.
1: Yeah, and I just felt like it was a very interesting part of her life. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much for what, like, 100 pages, less
0: than 100
1: pages, Yeah, 80 pages, because um, I just, I couldn't understand how it was fitting in with the rest.
0: I feel the same way, and I also feel like my feelings about her as a character, which is a hard thing to say when you're reading a memoir, because obviously, mm-hmm. like, this is a real person, but the way that they write themselves is as a character, and anyways, the point yeah. is, like, my feelings about her as a character changed drastically in this section. Like, I felt, I don't know, maybe just because I I felt like that section where she leaves her girlfriend, and it's like, it was just like the saddest thing, I feel like, ever. What did she say? It's like on page 166. Suddenly Michelle, or 165, 166. Suddenly Michelle came to me with green card issues. I was thoroughly unmoved. I couldn't understand how he could have made it here for 18 years without arranging his visa story, or story properly. And then she continues and is like, um, but unless you're a performance artist, nobody, not even an erstwhile lesbian, enjoying her midnight liaison, liaison with an Italian, wants to get married for pragmatic reasons. And I was not feeling persuaded as yet by any of the romantic reasons either. And then she goes into this section, which is, like, so, like, sweet, kind of, and, like, touching about... Like, I knew every inhale and exhale of my girlfriend. I knew the long pause every morning between sock and shoe on her left foot. Like, it's a really intimate section. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, like, yeah, and I didn't know Michelle, and we just got married, and I haven't spoken to her since. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, there is so much to unpackage on, like, that page and a half, and we just kind of, like, fly by. Yeah.
1: I think that that's what adds to all this confusion, too, where it's like, Okay, so you knew your girlfriend, every part of her you apparently love her. She calls her the great love of her life. Right, right. And you leave that for a green card marriage, essentially, with someone you don't know. You've had a very hot affair with. Right. But don't know anything about. And then you end up staying with that person, starting a family with them. Yeah. I just, yeah, I did not understand what was happening here.
0: I just, I felt like that whole thing felt like its own story in and of itself. Totally. And so I definitely agree with you in that at points, get down, at points I felt like it felt so separate from the whole beginning part of the book. Yeah. Like, I felt like everything else really melded well. You know, like, you have these little points of her life, but ultimately we're kind of being welcomed and um, being invited into the story of, like, how she came to be who she is. Right. And then this last section, it felt less like a reflection on how she got to where she is, and it felt more like a muddling of trying to figure out where she is now. Like, it felt like, it felt like a, a, a personal project in trying to figure out, like, what she wants and needs.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so it was so
1: different. It was really different. Um, well, and what I keep thinking of and what I was thinking of in the moment was the reason I brought up the part of her on the panel. Mm-hmm. I think that it was also just interesting to have that part immediately followed by this story mm-hmm. of her, you know, creating a family and leaving her girlfriend. And, right. Um, and I don't know if I feel like maybe that would have been a good place to end it. Mm. Um, or... I don't know. Yeah, it just made me... I think it left me even more confused about what that butter section...
0: Yeah. Because okay. I think I found it. So, wait. Where is that section where she's on the, the panel?
1: The very end of Bones.
0: Oh. Uh, chapter 16? Yeah.
1: But I just thought, like, some really interesting conversations were happening in this, in this chapter.
0: I totally um, agree.
1: And, like, what is it? Even one of the guys that she just knows from, like, her past is like, oh, this is one of the greatest female chefs in New York City or something. Yes. Uh,
0: her- and she's like... Well, let's hope, like, I wish we could just say the sentence without female, and it's, like, that awkward moment, and she's, like, yeah. ugh, maybe I shouldn't have said that.
1: Yeah. Um, I just thought that, you know, the section was really important, and it kind of finally summarized, like, this whole struggle she's been having of, like, what's the meaning of her career, like. Totally. And making food for people, like, what am I doing for the world? Right. And it seems like this panel here, she's, like, there, and she said there's only four of us in New York. There's mm-hmm. like four female chefs in New York. Like, she's starting this great conversation and, like, the whole conversation about having a family and doing this all at the same time. And yes. how, like, you know, you're going to be exhausted and you're going to be, you know, I don't know. I just thought that.
0: Well, and this- she's really talking about, like, her experience as, like, in, in this world of, of being a chef she yeah. is in a minority position, being a uh-huh. woman. And she talks about, like, she has this really great description of um, sort of, like, the burden that she doesn't notice that she carries when she, like, she uses that metaphor to talk about the hood during service. Yeah. And how, like, Where is that? it's on page 211. Like, she didn't recognize until she opened her own place, which was mostly staffed by women, like, yeah. how she had just kind of been listening to that sound, been, like, going against that current for her entire time. And then only when you, you know, like, you turn off the hood, you realize, oh, my God, that, like, sound was so pervasive. And she's, like, only after she's in a comfortable and, like, welcoming and accepting environment that she realizes, oh, my gosh, like, I was having to, like, you know, carry the burden of being a woman in a male-dominated, um, uh, career for this mm-hmm. whole time, and I didn't really even, um, recognize that it was weighing me down.
1: Yeah,
0: And totally. she talks about that. Oh, and the, when the, the one question on the panel that really, like, hits her is when the girl, the first girl is like, is it okay to cry? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: It's, I thought that yeah. chapter, that chapter was one of my favorites. Yeah. I, you know, and I think that that's like, also the Mills women in both of us. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Love this conversation. Um, oh, and also
0: how she's just kind of pointing out all the platitudes that the other chefs are throwing yes. at these girls. And she's like, that's that's not helpful or real. Like, Yeah. How are we speaking – she mentions somebody. She's, like, a 60-year-old, like, chef is talking about, like, oh, this great relationship you build with a farmer. When, like, these girls – these women, I mean, in this program who are trying to become chefs, they're not going to have that. Yeah. Like, they need to hear about, like, the hours and the sexism and the, yeah. like – ridiculously challenging aspects of it. Not like, oh, when you build a relationship with your farmer, things are so great. Right. I don't know if that's supposed to be like Alice Waters, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: thought that that would be a great ending.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It really continued a lot of conversations that she was having throughout where she, like as a young person who had to deal with like a messy family divorce at like a very sort of like um, important stage. Mm-hmm. You know, she then is, like, for her education is not the thing. She goes to get a job, right? And so that starts the conversation where she's trying to figure out, like, what is a value? What do I want to do? Then later on when she's back in school with her in her MFA program and she's, like, you know, she's trying to find meaning. And for her, she's, like, working in these um, catering businesses is not meaningful. She feels like, I, I don't feel like I'm doing something important for the world. Right. But then she goes to her MFA program and she's, like, this shit is kind of, like, esoteric and silly, too. And so it kind of, yeah. it gives, it, like, buoys her to accept, like, hey, you know what? Cooking is, like, fine. It doesn't have to be noble. It's, it's like, satisfying and and it's it's good. I'm doing good. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, and that's, um, I guess, like I was saying earlier, that's why I love deception because it, like, it proves all of those yeah. points. And, and it, it
0: continues uh-huh. that conversation.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really liked it.
0: Um, you should have been her editor
1: <laughs> end it here <laughs> um you know, I think it's important to have the no or like the topics of her family life and her you know marrying this man mm-hmm. um, but you know, in the whole scheme of things, I just didn't think it was as Im- I don't want to say as important but as crucial to the storyline that we're reading about. Yeah. Um,
0: I felt like it could have been a separate. Yeah. Like she could have, you know, a follow up and that could be kind of the crux of like that. The thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that I was talking to a co-worker earlier today and it was interesting because I kept forgetting this was a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, I think reading a food memoir, I got kind of lost in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, and all of these dinners and events and things that she's doing. Um, and then there would be a part where it really pulls back into what's happening in her life. And I'd be like, Oh, right. This is a memoir. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is where we are. And I think that might be it. Even though is still heavily focused on like the food in her life and her new family and everything. Mm-hmm. It was maybe heavier on the memoir side mm-hmm. of her personal life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's
0: also why it was, like, a little unfitting. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it was interesting because, I mean, in that whole section, she's really talking about, like, what it means to, like, sort of, like, have a culture of food and enter a culture of food from an outsider's perspective. But, like, obviously very similar. I mean, she, she was raised with her mom's, like, French cooking. Right. Um, she has a lot of very similar sort of ethos as her Italian family and especially her Italian mother-in-law about food. Mm-hmm. But it's also like that whole section is very much about being an outsider, being an outsider in that family, being out an outsider in that culture, like right. differences between her life in America and her, you know, one month of summer in Italy. And so, like, it feels like we're on a totally different theme in that section.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. It, like, is, it switches the tone there.
0: Yeah, hmm. and I agree. I feel like the way that she talks about food and interacts with food in that section is so different. Yeah, it's like less of because throughout most of the most of the book, it's like how how food ends up becoming first of all in the blood, how it it kind of like you know, uh, sustains her, and moves her, and inspires her, and it's just kind of this backdrop to her, like, family life, and then yeah. also in the in the bone section, how inadvertently, I mean, that's her word on the cover, you know, <laughs> inadvertently it becomes the structure of her life, but then in that butter section, and maybe that has to do, coming back to that title, it's like her interaction with food there isn't, like, growth. Her interaction with food there is trying to figure out, like, what spaces she can occupy and what spaces she can't.
1: Yeah. And even in the part where she's like, oh, there's no more Sunday lunches,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, her mother-in-law can't do all of that anymore, mm-hmm. it seems more like something that she feels obligated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I you can read it that she's excited and, you know, wants to help out and pull her weight there, but mm-hmm. it's just more like, okay, I'll take on this role because... Mm-hmm. you know, family needs to come together instead of her, like, excited to be in the kitchen and... Right. But just... I don't know. That passion wasn't there that I feel, like, is seen in the earlier sections.
0: And, again, this is where I'm starting to regret that I read that last essay. Was that the section where she, like, rearranges the kitchen? Is that in there? I don't think. So... Okay. Was it... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Because she goes in there and she moves the table, and then she goes and she cuts down all the, the All the limbs. trees, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like,
1: right.
0: I also felt like in that section she was, like, she mentions a few times that for the last, however, seven, seven or so years that she's been coming there, or six, because that one year they didn't go, yeah. Um, it's like she... Saw all of these things that she wanted to get her hands in, like she wanted to like change it and like be involved more, but like didn't yeah. feel the ownership. And yeah. then now she does take on that mantle, but it's it's not like in a yay I finally feel comfortable way. It's like a uh, like you said, like I need to I need to step into this position. Like I I, I want to make sure that my mother in law is like not overwhelmed, but also it's like there's a vacancy in that place, and she like needs to step into it.
1: Which, I guess, actually, now hearing you say that is kind of what's been happening her whole life, right? Yeah. Her mother leaves, she needs to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, she needs to learn, like, I remember the part where she talks about eating the canned sardines. Oh, yeah. Eating the bones, because she doesn't know how to, how to um, get those out. I don't remember the terminology for fish, but... Yeah. Um, okay. And then, you know, even with the restaurant, she's kind of, like, there's... Open. There's a
0: literal it's, vacancy. <laughs> yeah,
1: a literal vacancy there. And kind of, per, she's kind of persuaded into going in there. And That's that, true. So, you know, I guess hearing you say that out loud, it's, I guess that is similar to what's been happening.
0: That's a good point, yeah. So maybe that is kind of that, that connection that links yeah. all three of those sections.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. To totally change the subject. Yeah. The beginning, which I know was, like, way too detailed for you, right? (laughs) Am I right about that? Yeah. I loved it. Really? I loved it because I was just like, oh, my gosh, this, like, I mean, this is before she reveals anything has ever been wrong with her family. Right. And so it just is so idealized, and it just seems like, oh, my gosh, this, like, party that they have once a summer, and they're, like, cooling yeah. all the drinks in the river, and they're, like, you know, just setting it up for days. I was like, ugh, that's so fantastic.
1: It it was. So, actually, like, that part wasn't too detailed. For me. <laughs> like I said, like, because I've never read a food memoir, I think, in fact, all the detail was more appreciated than it is for me otherwise, but, uh-huh. um... That was kind of amazing. I wanted to be there. I, could, I felt like that was a situation where I felt like I could smell that lamb cooking. Mm-hmm. I could, like, feel being in that river to get, get a drink. Yeah. I could see that. What did they have? Like, glow-in-the-dark frisbees?
0: Yes, they had to charge them in the headlights. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: like, I, I did like that a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that section, too... Kind of connecting to this idea of, like, it's idealized. That's before you realize, before she reveals that, like, her parents, like, are having huge marital troubles and eventually divorce. That's before you, like, have any revelation about, like, her mother having, like, you know, issues with her temper and, like, not being the, like, warm parent that maybe she needed or desired. Um, yeah. So it's, like, she starts the story off kind of with an illusion and then kind of connecting back to the section that we've had issues with, is, like, at the end, we're, like, we're deep in her recognizing that this illusion is, like, her her life in Italy and her marriage is an illusion, too, to an extent. Yeah. So I feel like now that I'm thinking about yeah. that, it kind of is a connection, too, as well. Totally.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. Hmm. That's a good point. I'm trying to go back to, I liked the book. <laughs> um... I feel like I'm talking a lot about that last section that just kind of threw me for a loop. But right. I liked it. I I did like her writing style. Mm-hmm. There were some areas that were a little too detailed for me. But um, I I liked viewing her world this way. Yeah. Um, and there was just enough detail in the first sections of her, like, more personal side of her life. Mm-hmm. And just the details of her work life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that she balanced out the different storylines, like, really well. Yeah. Um, oopsies. for instance, when she, they catch her with those receipts mm-hmm. at that, what was that place called?
0: Um. That cowboy sports bar? Urban cowboy yeah. sports bar? I forget what it was called.
1: But when they catch her with the receipts there, like, I thought that was a perfect amount of time to spend on that section. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I do feel like super balanced.
1: Yeah, I really like that.
0: And I also like, I really enjoyed um, just kind of the way that when she was when she was bringing in um, like background. She really seamless, I felt like seamlessly connected it to whatever it was in the section that it happened to be that she was learning, whatever yeah. sort of realization or whatever sort of piece of information she was learning. I felt like it was pretty seamless and kind of reminds me of how when we were reading All Things Cease to Appear, mm-hmm. how yeah. sometimes there there was like a disconnect and it was kind of like, whoa, we've just jumped in time and I'm confused. And I yeah. don't really – I didn't really have that when I was reading um, this book. I didn't have moments where I was like, whoa, I'm thrown off by, like, the transition in narrative. I felt like it was pretty seamless. Totally. I
1: actually – yeah, that's right. I was thinking about that even with Boy Snow Bird, too. hmm how <laughs> there were so many themes coming into that storyline that we were like, oh, wait, that's interesting. <laughs> I go. Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and – and, like, that example what you too. Like, that was an interesting storyline about her, you know, working at this nightclub and making so much money. I know. Well, she was making, like, 90000 a year. Yeah.
0: Like and spending it, like, all on coke. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. But, like, that was an interesting storyline. I got just enough of it to, like, feed it into the rest of her lifeline. Yeah. Um. But also, like, there's not too much and Not Too, not yeah. too Much. Yeah. Um, and that was such an you just really had it in the last book, so. That's true, that's
0: true. Although, I, I do have to say, like, if she wrote, like, a memoir that was just, like, all about her family, mm-hmm. I would read that. Because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening um, regarding, like, her siblings and yeah. their relationships and after their parents split, how they all kind of, like... Yeah. 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 We we both do like a hand motion. <laughs> they all like explode. <laughs> a scatter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean I was thinking about that earlier too. I I want to know more about her siblings. I want to know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um what is her sister's name? Melissa? Uh
0: yeah. Wait, no. Yes. Yes, it is Melissa. But
1: she comes back and into the story and out quite a bit, so I feel like I—I I mean, without knowing her full story, like I at least get a good yeah of her. Um, and then her brother Jim Todd,
0: Todd, Todd, right? Yeah, the one who made a lot of money in Wall Street and then died young.
1: Yeah, that's like, so sad. I wanted to know more about him. And mm-hmm. then she had how many siblings? God, I can't remember, but there was a
0: bunch of them. There was a bunch, Four or five. So,
1: yeah. I wanted to, I I agree, I wanted to know more about what
0: happened to them. And honestly, I would also read a memoir if she wrote it all about, like, the real details, the ins and outs of opening up Prune, because I just, I really like that section, too, and I thought that was fascinating, and I love how she kind of, like, we talked about the poop, but um, she, like, it's not idealized. Like, she talks about how fucking difficult it is, and, like, when the their neighbor comes down, like, in the middle of brunch service with the, like, bill, the utility bill. And they're like, what? How do we
1: do this? (laughs) Was that also, yeah, where someone, they have the glass for her, I think, and they wipe their fingers on her coat? Wait, what? No, I don't remember that at all. And someone at a table... And they were like, can you
0: do something? Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Wipe
0: their shrimp fingers. It's when when she, like, was on, like, cloud nine because these people had just come up and been like, this is amazing. We love it. And then this other lady comes up and she's expecting, like, another, like, wonderful, you know, accolade. And she instead is like, where can I put this glass? And then (laughs) wipes her fingers on Gabrielle's, like, sleeve. (laughs) Ugh.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a nice tidbit. And mm-hmm. some of this, too, like when she's doing the catering, mm-hmm. my grandma has that catering business. Yes, I Something was thinking of that. was so like, – I've helped my grandma do that uh-huh. sometimes. And so it's just so true. Like, the hours, the, like, weird sterno stoves that you oh, yeah. have to build in people's garages. Like, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, like um, – I at the all unfolded. I like, folded, folded a couple of pages down, just because I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. It was well, Great.
0: and it was awesome. I love how she's also talking about like this food has been like it was prepared like two days ago, and like <laughs> so many hands have touched it. So when you like. When you were there doing your, like, wedding meal tasting and it was delicious, like, those are meals I'm proud about. But what actually got served at your wedding, I'm not proud about that. Right. Yeah, that
1: was funny. I liked that assembly line of all the hands that touched, whatever that dish was. I forget. Yes. Um. yeah, it was amazing.
0: Oh, and we didn't really talk about this at all. But, like, this is kind of a conversation that we had when we were reading um, the RBG book. About yeah. like m- mentorship and like um, women supporting other women. Oh yeah, her coworker Misty. That woman, Misty? yeah, and yeah. how you know she was like Misty didn't like you know what is let me see if I can find it um, to call Misty my mentor isn't accurate. I suspect it makes us both kind of uncomfortable. The implied <laughs> intimacy of it for her and the fealty—I don't know that word—of it for me. Um, and yet, if you squint with one eye and look through that peephole, that is what she, for a certain important period, became. So, like, yeah. I also think it's really cool how she kind of, um, doesn't, I mean, she doesn't examine that relationship in depth, but she kind of, um, illustrates it in, in a really nice way.
1: Totally. I, yeah, I liked that section too, when she finally gets the invite <laughs> to a house. Yes. She, like, gets so excited, and she's like, I think this makes it official. Yes. Um, Because otherwise Misty is so just, like, quiet and uh, doesn't show a lot of emotion. Yeah,
0: exactly. And this is, like, a point, I think, at which Gabrielle was still, like, she was in, like, her mid or late 20s,
1: I think, right? Yeah, that sounds right.
0: And so it's, like, you know, she's, when she goes to that party, she's, like, hanging out with Misty's, like, friends who are, like, artists and writers and all these different things. And so for Gabrielle, it's kind of, like... I don't know, it's like a, it's a nice respite from her MFA crowd, who she has described as kind of exhausting, and also it's kind of like, oh, welcome into this world that, you know, maybe eventually you can create your own version of this.
1: Which, I don't know if you would agree with this, it seemed like maybe a flashback to the party at her parents' house, too. Yes. And and she even says, I'd be willing to go barefoot into a river. Totally, yes. 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 I like that. Yeah, me too.
0: Uh,
1: and because that's kind of how they described the parents' friends, too. hmm
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, like, the mix of, like, her mom's ballet friends and her dad's, yeah. like, carpenter and artist friends and yeah. all, like, townspeople.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, agree. Misty was a good character. I also liked the <laughs> dynamic between her and her husband.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: husband, like, talks all the time. And, like, there's a few times I think they're in the car and she has to like keep tapping him on the leg. Yeah, like, watch it. I remember that.
0: I remember that.
1: I thought that was a really good dynamic that, that she. Was really I mean, again, it's memoir, but dynamic that she created.
0: Right. There. Yeah. No. Totally. That was really. It was sweet. It was cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's interesting then to look at that and see yeah. Misty as her like um, quote unquote mentor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and look at how she. Opens her restaurant and hires pretty much all women. Yeah, um, and maybe even even without knowing it, kind of creates that same environment. Totally, yes, and especially
0: because when she sees Misty interacting with food on like such a like personal and natural level, like moving away from like guest streaks and like uh, like fucking foams and shit <laughs> like she's like oh like this is real food like you touch it and it's real and you recognize that it, it's delicious and then yeah. she totally takes that sort of aesthetic that ethos into her own restaurant too yeah, yeah that's
1: totally. cool. oh uh the part where everyone starts putting in their notice Ugh. at work and she's pregnant
0: yes oh my like, god
1: flashbacks right there, but... Right, you're um, reading that
0: as you're dealing with all of your work business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, like, again, I think you mentioned earlier, like, she talks about the realness of it. She talks about yeah. how, if this is not a fantasy job, this is hard work. Yeah. Um, and that's just another example of it right there. Like, even if you have a kid and a husband and another kid on the way, like, a week away, um... You go into owning a restaurant, you still have to deal with all of these day-to-day small, seemingly small issues that are going to end up causing huge headaches Totally.
0: And also, how it's like, it's not the next Food Network star, and that, like, remember when she was going on the... No, 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 when her sister was going to interview that chef, and she (laughs) talks about, like, we don't give a shit about, like, whoever's on the fucking food channel, like... (laughs) And then she mentions Jacques Pepin, who is, like, my favorite. And I was like,
1: yes!
0: Really? Jacques Pepin! I love him.
1: I don't know who
0: that is. Oh, my gosh. He is that, like, uber-French old um, chef who's always on, like, um, uh, PBS. Huh. He is a big fan of chives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to watch, like, if you watch the PBS cooking shows with, like, cooking with Jacques Pepin, it's, like... None of this, like, oh, it's crazy. It's just like he's teaching you how to make something that is like basic, but obviously delicious. And he like doesn't use like fancy like measuring. He's just like, we'll do some of this and we'll do some of that. I can't do it for (laughs) Jackson, but
1: he's so great. (laughs) Awesome, that's funny. But that made me not know who that was. But I'll have to look him up now. Yeah, yeah. Would you recommend this book?
0: I would totally recommend this book. Yeah. Without reservations. I would definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I like her writing. I really like this book. Maybe we should read that Anthony Bourdain one. He's pretty awesome.
1: Uh, one of my coworkers said it was really great.
0: Really? Yeah. We should do that. Okay. Cool. So our next book is Modern Romance by... <sighs> <The> Aziz <season>. <laughs> love so I just much.
1: watched... Uh,
0: Master of None again. Oh really? Yeah. Dang, I've only seen it one time through.
1: What? Did <laughs> I follow him on Instagram? Okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and Twitter. I keep tweeting at him. Really? He won't respond. Like, no. what are you tweeting? Just like watching Master of None again. <laughs> oh man,
0: me. he didn't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: know. It's a real bummer. Let me know. Well maybe
0: once we read his book we can like tweet details like our favorite quotes that is. Yes. Perfect. Your best friend. Yes. If uh, listeners have suggestions for other books
1: please send them our way.
0: I think we would be open to fiction at this point, right? I mean, we're open to anything, but Yeah, maybe definitely. maybe we should rotate into some fiction, preferably yeah. not incredibly depressing.
1: Yes, please. If possible. What we're still trying to stay away from. <sighs> this is incredibly depressing.
0: Although we're moving into, like, fall. Now is probably the time to read, like, the depressing books.
1: Yeah, that's true. that's
0: true. But if if listeners, dear listener, you have any book that you want to read and discuss, like, send it our
1: way. Yes, we would love to read it.
0: Where can people find us, Olivia? They
1: can find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. at the book True. Twitter. At drunk, yeah. mm-hmm. at drunk of the Book. Yep. They can
0: email us at book
1: at Gmail.com. Yep. And on iTunes. iTunes.
0: Oh, yeah, we're on iTunes.
1: Yeah. Check us out. We,
0: Subscribe. That's
1: an update since last time, right? Or were we on last time?
0: I can't even remember at this point. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> if people want us to be on Stitcher, I don't know how to do that yet, so... For now, it's just iTunes.
1: <laughs> so let us know. Yeah. Tweet at us. Email us. Oh,
0: you can Instagram. go to our website, oh, Straight Oh, drunkwiththebook.com. Yep. You can check that out. Mm-hmm. Pretty so
1: much, we're all over, but not Facebook. Not Facebook. Uh, yeah. what's the closeout? Uh, let's get reading. Let's get reading. <laughs> let's get reading. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>